everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Vanessa. I'm Sophia. And we are sisters. Yay! Our special topic for today is One Direction. <gasps> yeah! With a special emphasis on the one and only Harold Edward Styles. Harry Styles. First, we're going to start off with a little intro on the band One Direction. Yeah, we thought it would be important to have some history because as the older sibling, I feel like I was not really the right age when One Direction was super popular. I was into like, I don't know, I thought I was really cool and I was into like a bunch of indie stuff. So I was like, I don't know anything (laughs) about One Direction. But now I want to have the full experience going into our discussion of Harry Styles. So Sophia is going to catch us up (laughs) on everything 1D. Yes, so I am about four years younger, and I was definitely in the target age when One Direction (laughs) came out. Well, maybe a little older, but I remember, like, when One Direction came out, I was like, oh, there's, I just kind of assumed they were stupid, because I was like, everyone else is obsessed with them. Like, they're just, you know, stupid teenage boys who, you know, only want one thing. They just want to be famous, and their music's not actually that good. And then now that they're older, I look back in retrospect and I'm all like moved to tears by their like X Factor story. And I'm like, oh my God. their journey. So their journey. So I think I judged them like way too quickly. But I was in like junior high, high school. I don't remember which one. So yeah, it made sense. But okay. So I actually periodically, like maybe once every quarter, watch like the One Direction story. <laughs> on youtube i do did you not know that no it cheers me up i watch it someone on youtube which i hope it never gets taken down put a compilation of their like x factor (laughs) where it's like each of them being interviewed and they don't know each other yet and it's so cute and precious but like they're all so young i feel like they're all around 16 and i'm not disclaimer i'm not like a pro on you know all the history about all the song lyrics and everything but i definitely am a an afterwards fan, but I'm more of a fan of their solo careers now. So that's a little disclaimer, but um, okay. So in the beginning, there was the X Factor and- Which all... is like British American Idol kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I think it's all over. They have like different kinds of X Factor. Oh. I'm pretty sure there's different kinds of Y Factor and Z Factor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Kidding. No. Um, Yo, that, what is the X Factor? They always ask them, like, do you think you have the X Factor? And then everyone's like, I'm good. And they're like, that's not the X Factor, but okay. <laughs> but it's very ambiguous. But okay, so it starts with like um, all five boys coming and auditioning, and um, they all audition separately. And Simon Cowell, who I really love, I just love Simon Cowell. Like, I kind of see some of myself in him. Like, he's so savage, but I think everything he says, sometimes he says unnecessarily mean things, okay? But he's gotten better over the years, and I think that, like, when he gives someone a note, One Direction or who else, like, whoever else, it always ends up being the right note. And once Mm. they do what he said, he's right. And I think that's why he's so prideful is because he's always right. But, you know, it it makes sense. Um, So something to note was that Liam had already auditioned and made it, like, kind of far. I think the year or, like, a couple years before. I think a year before. But he was too young. Mm. Oh, okay. and so then he came back this year all cute and shy with like the Justin Bieber hair and he was all like oh my gosh like I want to I want to like do it again and whatever so he, that went really well I think his audition is my favorite he sang Cry Me a River Ooh. which was just so impressive for someone so young like it was just so beautiful and I'm so glad they said yes to him his future mother of his child was on the table which is weird but yeah that shocked me so yeah it's weird told me that he dated the one of the judges who's like much older I was like 10 years older so he's 15 she was 25 yeah dang hopefully they didn't get together no Vanessa okay waiting okay just making sure oh no (laughs) see I'm telling you I don't know any of the details no oh anyways (laughs) um yeah, honestly, like, in my opinion, some of their auditions weren't that groundbreaking. Like, <laughs> Louie, a friend and I were talking, and Louie was like, um, hey there, Delilah, I think. And I was like, first of all, wow, this dates you. Second of all, like, <laughs> hey there, Delilah. Like, it just was kind of like a mediocre boy. But I think Simon, like, really saw something in them. Blah, blah, blah. The fi- I feel like this is taking a long time to explain. <laughs> the five boys were all going to be, like, canceled, you know, like, not be carried on to the next round. And then Simon was like, if you five boys um decide to become a band you can move on together 
And so, of course, they were like, we want our dreams. And so they all were like, yeah, we're in it. But one of the funniest parts of the compilation in the whole audition process was poor Zane. I feel like Zane was just a bad seed from the beginning. Like, I, <laughs> we'll I, get into that more later. He's very handsome, it's true, but I do not like him. <laughs> like, and I feel like now that we know he left the band in 2015, like, that was Wow, that was a long time ago now. It feels like yesterday. It does. But since he left the band, I feel like he's always been kind of like the moody, edgy one, which we will touch on later. But there's like this, so sad, this clip of all of them like learning dances because that's part of the X Factor is like, are you good at learning dances? Do you have star quality? Do you have star mm. power? Whatever. Can you actually do your talent and be like a celebrity, basically? And Zane sucks. <laughs> Conscious about it, it's actually really sad. Like he's like, I don't know what these dances are. Like I can't do them, and it's just so sad and funny. While the rest of the guys are like, fine. I don't know. One of the cutest parts though was while they were, I don't really know exactly how the X Factor works because the only reason I watched it was for these clips or like the emotional compilations of like the most emotional X Factors, and I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. But um, for this one, so they had. They, like, lived in a little house together. It's, like, a house where they put all the, like, contenders in. Kind of, like, I guess, like, American Idol. There's the auditions, and then you're, like, in the competition, and then you win. So they were, like, in the competition part. And they did these vlogs. And they called them diaries, I think. Video diaries. Cute. AKA vlogs. Yeah. It's them. They're so young. They all have the same hairdo. It's so cute and funny. And they're just, like... Like, I think in one episode, I cannot remember, so bear with me. But I think one of them was, like, blah, 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 like, we love carrots. And then the next day, like, everyone, all their fans had sent in, like, buttloads of carrots, oh, like, cute. and then they were like, oh, we like Ferraris, you know, some stupid <laughs> high school jokes, but it was just, it's so cute, and you can see them. I'm, I think I'm really impressed, compared to some girl groups I could think of, just the differences between teenage boys and girls, and, now, this is, like, a bit of a generalization, but, like, I feel like if you think of like Fifth Harmony, they had so many issues. Yeah. And there was a, a lot, lot of like bullying, bullying backstabbing, um, mm-hmm. secrets, like taking sides. It was so sad to like see that happen. Yeah. Whereas from what I've heard in reading articles after the band split and like all this stuff, I think the boys like really just kind of became brothers really quickly. And that's just mm-hmm. really sweet to me because their band is so positive. Yeah. And we should read the quote. Yeah, so we have a quote. Uh, Actually, yeah, so here's a quote from the website The Verge. Um, This is from, actually, December 2016 by Caitlin Tiffany. I'm not sure if that's a real name or not. Yeah, that sounds fair. But this was just an article about One Direction and, like, the impact they made. And Because I was Googling, like, is One Direction bigger than the Beatles? Because, I, you know, like, if you say the Beatles, we mostly all know who they are, maybe except for little kids. But, you know, they would know, you know, a song if they heard it. And I just found this quote that, that was saying, like, no, One Direction, money-wise, is way bigger than the Beatles, at least in their heyday. I don't know. I'll have to look into that more. But here's a quote from Miss Tiffany. I've always believed that One Direction, by electing to belong to young women and be mocked by everyone else, by serving as harmless early romantic interests, by doing the sensitive boy thing without making a big stupid deal about it, by liberating the word fangirl, by eschewing angst and promising over and over that the world is a good place, have been a net positive for society. And I just thought that was so cute. Like, I love that. It's true. If you listen to their songs, they're just about like, let's party and have fun. But it's not like, ooh, grown up partying. It's like teenage party, yeah. which is so cute. And they're like, yeah. there's this one song I was listening today and Niall was like, it was Niall scene. He's like, I want to take you home. And I was like, to do what, Niall? Like, <laughs> cuddle? Yeah, I don't think so. Like, he's just so pure. Um, at least back in the day. But that is a brief history. Anything else? No. Oh, well, now we need phase two of the history. So the band was a thing. Their first song, their first single that they got to do when they... Um, made it was um what makes you beautiful oh this i remember obviously dun, the song dun, is dun, huge yeah. dun, 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 dun. it's actually kind of annoying like now that i listen to it the beat hurts my ears it's a bit aggressive like boom, yeah boom boom but their singing is cute and they're cute i was remembering the other yeah. day a quote from stephen i think pretty, i'm thinking of stephen colbert where he was talking about like so they're saying she doesn't know what makes her beautiful and that's what makes her beautiful but then the song, he's telling her she's beautiful. So now she knows. So is she no longer beautiful? But then she doesn't know she's beautiful. So he was just, he made this joke about how it was like oh. a Mobius strip of like unacknowledged beauty. And I was like, mm, that's a good joke. Wow. 
she's now she's self-aware like yeah. artificial intelligence so no <laughs> now she knows yeah. so it's canceled i remember when i was younger there's a girl in the music video that they're like all singing to they're like at the beach and i remember being like how do you get cast to be that girl it's <laughs> like i want to and you know i used Ooh. liam used to be my favorite i think because he's saying cry me to a river <laughs> cry me wow cry me a river <laughs> yeah cry me a river. and i was like wow what a mature song like I like that definitely more than like, hey there, Delilah, you know, more my style. And he just had the deepest voice. He seemed like more manly compared to the rest. We're like, hello. <laughs> but now that they've grown up, Harry like clearly became the leader, the lead singer so quickly. Hmm. And just like, we'll talk about this later again, but just had the most star power. And I think even if you compare their most recent albums, Harry Styles is like, you know, self-written, beautiful, blah, 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 like personal. And oh my gosh, like Liam's is just so sad and cringy and it's just trying to be like radio and I don't know. But so how did they break up? Are they broken up? Okay. Officially? They're on hiatus. Okay. What happened next? Um, Blah, blah, blah. You know, the rest is history. They were a boy band. Huge. You know, girls crying, which always kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That's just such an... We were never at that level. I don't think we were allowed to be by our parents, but I'm trying to think of a slip. Maybe the Jonas Brothers when Camp Rock came out. I I was like into that. I don't think I cried, but I was like... (laughs) But I never was allowed... If you did in person, we might have... (laughs) I never went to a concert though, so maybe if I'd seen Joe in person... Team Joe. But (laughs) Team Shane. (laughs) Shane. Oh my god. What's his last name? We should have a whole other episode about Camp Rock. In the we'll plot back to that, yeah. <laughs> the deep plot holes. Okay, so the band was on tour in 2015, and Zayn was just having a lot of emotional stress. I guess this is what their publicist said. Right. I hope there wasn't any drama going on between the guys, and I know they've all released statements about each other afterward. But um, they they left in the middle of their tour. And the boys, um, there's an interesting interview with Beats One that Harry Styles did in late last year, November, where he just talks about like how uh, like shocking it was that Zayn just like upped and left. And I wonder if like Zayn had been planning this for a while. And I feel like we don't actually really know. I could be mm. misinformed, but I feel like he never actually released. Well, like, Harry doesn't <clears throat> know. Then if his own bandmate doesn't know. Yeah. Now Harry did. Uh, Zane did release a thing where he's like, I just want to be a normal, like, 22-year-old boy and man, I don't know, guy, hmm. and, like, live my life and be stress-free. And I was like, okay. Whatever. Well, if he was really struggling that much from the beginning, I can <clears throat> kind of see that. Because then the roller coaster thing you told me about, like, he was struggling <laughs> with the dances. Poor guy. Struggling <laughs> with the interviews and, like, Fitting the paparazzi, in. apparently. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it was... Not everyone's yeah. built for fame. I don't think I would like it at that level, you know. Compared to someone like Harry Styles, who just seems to thrive right. on creative expression, I feel like Zayn, he, what he has going for him is just being cute. Like, It was a little more torturous. Of an, it wasn't maybe life-giving for him. <laughs> maybe like maybe it was fun, but yeah, maybe in the long run. And I don't know. I wish I knew more, but there are celebrities in their distance, so we probably won't know more. Right. But yeah, so the roller coaster thing Vanessa just mentioned is... <laughs> There's this interview where the the boys, as people call them, <laughs> are gonna do an interview on roller coasters. So Liam, who I kind of name like the dad of the group, is the one gonna be interviewing. And so they're gonna be harnessed in like riding a roller coaster, and then Liam's gonna be asking them questions one at a time. And in the beginning of the clip, he goes to Zane, who's like in front of a vanity. Like, I don't know where they are or what maybe they're on tour. I don't know what he's doing, but he's like, Hey man, like we're gonna do the interview on the roller coaster. Want to come? And then Zane is all like just staring at himself in the mirror all moody but I think it was real like I don't think it was staged or anything he's like no I don't want to come I don't like roller coasters and then like Leon's trying to persuade him and Zane keeps saying no and and then he's like all right like stay here then and the rest go and do it versus Harry Styles who was like if you can't tell Harry's my favorite (laughs) I keep defending him but Harry was like oh I don't like roller coasters but he still did it you know yeah and someone in the comments on YouTube was like this was an early sign that Zane was gonna leave like from the beginning he was already like not part of the group and well I think I don't know all you can really wish for anyone is that they would find something that they love to do right and what's truly their passion and so I think clearly this aligned really well with Harry's passion and with Zane maybe it was just him realizing like I like to sing, I like making friends, but maybe being in the spotlight. Solo. Right. 
isn't my passion. And yeah, Harry maybe was like, okay, I don't love this roller coasters, for example, but I'm willing (laughs) to like put up with it because there's like this big payoff that I'm super excited about. Whereas for Zane, maybe he's like, A, I hate roller coasters. B, I'm not that excited about like the payoff. So yeah. So to finish up the (laughs) quote unquote brief, not really, but the history of interaction. (laughs) Um Zane left and then the rest of the boys just continued the tour. And then in mid-2015, they announced an indefinite hiatus. So the band hasn't, I mean, the band's broken up, but people are like, not really. And there are rumors that there's going to be a reunion tour this summer, which I'm like, I feel like they should already start selling tickets. Yeah, if it's going to happen, I would have been announced. I think Niall made a comment about like, oh, the band's coming back, but. I, I think it'd be fun and actually we should get tickets and go even if we don't know any of the words we should go yeah just, I would totally go to see them but that'd be awesome I wonder will Zane be there I know well I wonder <laughs> I wonder if they felt the same way that the people who went to see um high school musical on tour felt when Asha Tisdale dropped out halfway through the tour to have nose surgery do you remember that I do not but I remember Zac Efron didn't come yeah Zac Efron didn't come <laughs> so full disclosure we went to high school musical on tour we did it was like 2010 I can't even know <laughs> that could possibly have been a long time ago. I was like eight or nine, so yeah. Wow. That's a long time ago. A long oh, time no. ago. That was way more than ten years ago then. Really? I was nine. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, I actually really vividly <laughs> remember it. <laughs> it was a very formative experience. But it was when we finally, at least I finally realized that Zac Efron wasn't singing for himself in the first movie the whole time. Because the person who like quote unquote played him was Drew Seeley, who was his like actual singing voice. In the first film. Well, they mixed their voices. Yeah. But, but I thought it was cool that they picked someone who, like, was kind of in the movie instead of just, like, some <laughs> random guy or, like, writing him out of the story. I was like, okay, I can respect that. Oh, <laughs> if Zach's yeah. not going to come, like, all right. But it's still kind of lame. Like, Zach Efron, Troy Bolton wouldn't even come to his own He was definitely the biggest reason to go, that's for sure. You know what's funny about that is I remember freaking out about my outfit, right? I was like nine. Like I was like, what am I gonna wear? I have to like get it's so stupid. It's like those TikToks that I was telling you about where people are like me trying to look cute at my older brother's eighth grade graduation so all the boys would fall in love with me, and then it's just them like Meh. Yeah. Or they're they're wearing like an extremely lame, like early two thousands outfit, and they're like me like going to the Jonas Brothers concert and hoping Joe will look into the audience and want to marry me. <laughs> they would just look like so nerdy, like every preteen does. I and know. it's like, wow, why is that and relatable as heck? And if you're gonna be realistic, like you're 13, like yeah. I don't think he's gonna be looking at you that way. <laughs> so, like, oh. so that is the history of One Direction that I could think of so far. Um Do you wanna just pause there and yeah. we, should we listen to it? Oh, another really nice note is that um, Louis, I feel bad for Louis because he has, like, lost two family members, his mother and then his sister died. Oh, my gosh. Like, only a few years apart. It's just really sad, actually. Wow. And it's, like, his new album, Walls. You can hear, like, a song that's about, like, I think it's about his mom calling her voicemail, just maybe also about his sister, too, just to, like, you know, hear their voice again, which I know is really mm-hmm. popular. It's actually very sad. I had to stop listening because I got way too sad. Um, but I think Louis has a really cute kind of like a more higher toned voice. Like, just sounds higher. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the cute thing is the boys, aside from Zane, I think are still really close. And I th- the okay, the details are hazy, but like the day of or the day after he found out his mom had died, what he had to perform a concert. Oh, I don't know. I could look it up. But and some of the guys like came to support him. Oh, I just thought that was really sweet. Like, so after they'd broken up or gone on hiatus, I think so. They must like that's how if you're really someone's friend, you do that, you know. Yeah, and that just made me so happy because this is just so wholesome. I don't yeah, know. yeah, that's really sweet. So, some to summarize, they <laughs> seem to have genuine wholesome relationships. And I love that that quote says that they're like a net positive for society. Because I think especially fully admitting myself and like my group of friends at the time were like, oh, we're way too cool for that. Like we're in college now, like whatever. And, you know, it's easy to like make fun of boy bands and you think you're like so much better than that. But looking back on it, it's like really positive relationships with each other, positive relationships with fans, like Mm -hmm. relatively innocent. Have they had any drama? 
No, not gross. Compared to someone like the girl group we mentioned, what is it? Oh, Fifth Harmony. Fifth Harmony, where there's like just a lot of very obvious drama that's like super, super unnecessary. Yeah. So I agree. Net positive for society. Another cute thing that the article mentioned to kind of like wrap up. It was just a good, fun article. Like, I like those articles that are informative, but also, like, kind of cheeky and funny. And um, it was, like, oh, no, it was a different article about the Beatles, comparing the two of them, I think. And it was, like, these boys didn't implement a new fashion style. They didn't bring a new, like, they didn't create a new genre of music. But what did they do? Like, they spread joy and love, you know? Like, And they have, you know, a massive following, you know? Um, I think they're still bigger than BTS right now when we're recording this. Wow. Um, which, you know, we've heard, like, BTS is so big. Someone pointed out that's because they're singing in English, and BTS is Korean. So, like, even though K-pop is huge, it's like, well, you know, there are always going to be some people who won't listen because they can't understand it. Um, yeah. But I just, oh, and they also, the group didn't do, One Direction didn't do dances like most other boy bands. And I think that's a really oh. big thing that sets them apart. They didn't do a group, you know, choreographed. They didn't pull off like a dancing bye 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 kind no, of vibe. You're right. I don't think about I, I never thought of that. And you know, like everyone knows the bye 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 hand move. Oh yeah. But it's One Direction. I know, <laughs> unfortunately. But One Direction doesn't have that, but yet somehow, like, how are they still so big? So something I'm noticing as we're talking is that there's kind of this contrast between the band when they were young and as opposed to, I think what makes the Beatles so great is that their music was like truly innovative. It was like, unlike anything that like anyone had heard before. And oh yeah. Just like totally wild and was like blowing people's minds. And so people were freaking out because probably they were like cute young boys, which girls are always going to do for, you know, whatever. <laughs> Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's still cute. Still cute. <laughs> I saw Paul McCartney, as you know, driving down the streets of San Francisco, my boyfriend and I were at Outside Lands and we were like exhausted because we were there for the whole weekend and we didn't really want to see the last few bands. So we left (laughs) and there was suddenly like a police motorcade going the opposite direction of us on like a one lane road right outside of Golden Gate Park. And we were like, wow, I wonder what that's about. And so we look out the window and it's like a giant like black like Escalade type car and the windows rolled down and it's literally just (laughs) with his face in the wind like an adorable puppy, Paul McCartney just drove by us at like 20 miles an hour and we were like oh my gosh that's so cute it was exactly as you would want your encounter with Paul McCartney to be like just so pure I was like oh Paul it was beautiful anyway you know what quick side note I recommend for anyone who wants to like know what Paul McCartney's up to nowadays they're like is he really that cute you know now he's kind of like a cute old grandpa type (laughs) he totally is (laughs) obviously but like the sweet old granddad his um Carpool Karaoke with James Corden is the most precious. It's like, how can one man just be so, he's so famous, and yet he seems so down to earth. Yeah. And that just, like, blesses me, honestly. I'm like, how freaking cute just to hear his stories about, like, his humble beginnings and him and John Lennon, like, writing stories in his, like, you know, two-bedroom house. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. So, as opposed to the Beatles, who did, like, earth-shattering things for the world of music and, like, you know, ushering in a new generation of rock and such. One Direction didn't have that musically. But what Mm. we're saying they had is like just purity and honesty and earnestness and just like general goodness to like share with the world, which is super valuable. It's really cute. It's really cute. I think that's important to say that like, no, they weren't earth shattering, but there was still a lot of value there. It was a net positive. I love that quote. Mm Mm-hmm. But what I think is interesting is now as we're going to evolve into our discussion of them as solo artists, (laughs) that ability to be musically innovative and stay relevant is going to be essential to their like adult solo careers. And I think the reason that Harry is the one who is pulling ahead is because there was probably that seed in him from the beginning that I would say didn't even really get to shine in One Direction. Like, when I looked at him in 1D, I was like, oh, he's just some guy in a boy band. Like, and he seemed to me like one of the less spastic ones, you know, in their, like, group interactions. I don't he's know really goofy, true. but I wouldn't say spastic. Well, yeah, yeah I get was. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's not like he was trying to steal the show all the time by himself and no. was like, I'm the best. Oh, look at me. Like, yeah. he was a team player. He was in it for the long run. He was following his passions in, like, a very, I would say, wise way for such a young age. 
he knew what he wanted. And then now that he's getting to like come into his own, you're seeing him like flourish as a creative. Mm -hmm. So I want to get more into that because it's just so interesting that like he put in his time with this band that was like, oh, we're just really nice. <laughs> like, that's so cool. Good for you. We love nice things. But now he's also able to express himself in what I think is a truly innovative and unique oh way that is going to have lasting power as like a player in new music probably for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. That's just an interesting thing. Like I would think of myself creatively. I get very impatient. So I, when I have a, an idea that I think is really good, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to be amazing right now. I want to do this new project, you know, whenever I'm working on a time painting or stats or whatever, I want to do it today. And I want to do the best it can be tomorrow. And I think it's just really inspiring that he, whether he knew it or not, was like biding his time and just like learning and doing something really good. And now he's maturing into this amazing season that I can just see stretching before him for like the rest of his life, where all those really wise choices to put in the hard work are going to flourish. And he'll have just so much enjoyment from like his creative endeavors. I don't know. I find it really inspiring. I'm like, that's good for you. <laughs> so and, and yeah, like you're saying, I think he really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's he just had like, fun while there was fun to be had. He didn't try and be a drama queen or be like, I want the best now. Like yeah. I want to be on my own, you know? And yeah. now he's enjoying kind of the fruit of that. There's this really amazing interview that I like literally stumbled upon on I think it's on Apple Music, but I it's kind of like a podcast basically. But it's, um, what's his name? Something Low interviewing Harry Styles in Malibu on Zane the beach. Lowe. Zane Lowe. First of all, what an amazing background. Like, you can yeah. hear the ocean, like, seals in the background. It's quite, Mal it's so Malibu, though. Seals? Or seagulls? Seagulls. Did okay. I say seals? I or, or, <laughs> could be. Seagulls. Either one. If it was in Northern California, it would be seals. <laughs> yeah, no, but there's, like, birds, and you can hear the ocean, and there's actually, like, a picture of them, and it's just like, wow, this is the most Malibu thing to ever happen. But, That's awesome. Um, he kind of touches on, like, his time in the band, and so, this is like, okay, I just... I liked Harry Styles before, okay? You know, he was cute, and I liked his long hair, and I, I honestly looked to him as, like, kind of a fashion inspiration. It's true. So if you liked him as a fashion icon for a really long time, for he's been sending me pins for years <laughs> that I didn't fully appreciate until now. <laughs> I know. On Pinterest, I just, like, send you flared pants and things all the time. And then there was kind of just, like, a lull, I think, between his two albums. Like, there was just a lull where I didn't really, I kind of, like, forgot about him. <laughs> Um, you know, and then when this new album came out late last year, I was just like, it was all kind of rekindled again. And I was like, oh my gosh, like Harry Styles. <laughs> and it just amazes me. It makes me happy that it's not just the kind of celebrity quote unquote crush where it's like, he's cute and he's a good singer. I think, for, and I kind of choose to believe that all the girls and people who like him it's that, like, he's such a good person. And this is going to sound silly because I don't actually know him. But I'm totally fangirling over him as a person. And I feel like he's true. He's so, you know, unapologetically authentic in mm. every interview I've ever heard, seen, watched, read with him. He's very goofy. But he also is just actually very good at his craft and his art. And he really cares. And he puts a lot of effort into how he's perceived. So, like, one of the things is... um in the Lights Up music video, there's, like, kind of half-naked guys and girls dancing all around him. And people are like, oh, is this a sign? Like, is this some kind of, you know, gay agenda thing? Like, blah, blah, blah. And instead, Harry Styles answered in just the most unique way. Because he could have said, yes, no, whatever. And instead, his response was like, um, this isn't part of the Zan Lowe interview. It was from a magazine I saw. But his response was like, this music video isn't supposed to be pro-gay, anti-gay, this, that. It's not supposed to be any of that. It's not supposed to say I'm bisexual. It's just, I only did it for, like, the visual, like, art, for the creative aspect. Mm -hmm. And that just perfectly encapsulated what I see him as and what mm -hmm. I've kind of observed him to be. Like, he's doing it for the art, but not in a snobby way. I think he's very human. Yeah. And I, yeah, I totally, it sounds so stupid, but I totally have this big crush on, like, him. Yes, mm -hmm. he's very handsome and has beautiful hair, but, you know, like. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> wow, okay, no. 
Um, but where was I going with this? I don't know. But what you're saying reminds me. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. It's about, remember that. It was about being in the van back in One Direction. In oh, okay. the Zane Lowe interview, he made a comment. We're both sitting crisscrossing. Yeah, we're both now. changing chair we're positions. Both, we're both crisscrossing <laughs> as it gets more intense. <laughs> I remember um, Harry Styles being like, when I was in the band, I didn't smoke. I didn't drink while we were on tour because I didn't want to be the one who, quote, unquote, effed it up, he said. Hmm. And... That just, like, you're 16, 17. How mature is that? Like, that just requires so much maturity and, like, years, wise beyond your years. Yeah. To have that even, like, oh, not live in the moment, like, to be thinking about your public image. That just is, like, the mark of a true celebrity. Mm -hmm. And, again, mm -hmm. reiterating that I think from the beginning, he was just, like, destined to be a star. Oh, yeah. He's, when you were saying, I loved who you are talking about, like, I can see his career into the future. I can imagine him as, like, an old man with, like, a grizzly beard. Kind of Steven Tyler, Mick Jagger-ish. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. they still got the hair and the skinny thing going on. But they've got rings and painted nails. <laughs> but he's, like, still alive and somewhat healthy. You know, hopefully not burnt lungs from smoking too much. And that just amazed me and was like, wow, what a genuinely good person. Like, that he wasn't just thinking about himself. He was yeah. thinking he didn't want to mess up the band mm -hmm. and disappoint a lot of people and create drama and this and that. And ruin things for himself. And ruin things for himself. And he said on his new album, he did do mushrooms, which I wasn't surprised. So many artists do that to, like, you know, relax them or inspire them. But he made a, like, PSA to the people listening, like, during I, this podcast. During the podcast, I think you should only, you know, do drugs, in, in my opinion, if you, like, you know, if you're doing it for fun. Like, if you're doing it to try and numb the pain or get rid of something, then that's not the right reason. But if you're doing it with your friends, like, kind of if you have accountability and you're doing it to be creative, then that's good. And it was like, again, how many young, impressionable people are listening to this that are thinking about doing drugs or whatever? And it's like, don't be stupid don't waste so much talent, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. That was my little soapbox, but please share your thoughts. No, I think that's really nice. I think yeah, it's just so interesting. And it fits well with what I want to talk about next, which is that he was making such intentional choices from such a young age to be able to pursue his art in the way he wanted to. Like, not only did he have the talent to be a creative music professional, but he also had the wisdom and the discipline to put in what was necessary, even if it meant abstaining from like, I don't know, sleeping around and like being in the tabloids or like doing drugs and drinking or like whatever he possibly could have been doing that time. He was like, no, my priority is being able to pursue my art for the rest of my life. And he was making really good choices towards that. I don't know. I think that's really admirable. And like, we know that obviously at some point they did like sleep around, you know, like yeah. They're celebrities. Well, a lot of them have kids. Apparently. Well, yeah, two, two of them have kids, but I mean, like, they have, you know, like, done stuff. But, so they're not like, oh, you know, we're so innocent. But have you ever seen it in the tabloids as, like, some kind of scandal? No. Right. I it's do not, not ever reckless. remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like if Harry Styles had dated someone and they broke up, it probably wouldn't be, like, he's still friends with Kendall, kind of, quote, unquote, friends. Um. Or the girl who left the The French voicemail. person, yeah. yeah, whose name escapes me. So on um, one of the songs on his new album, Cherry. There's Cherry, there's a voicemail from one of his exes, and he got permission to use it. I don't know. It yeah. seems... Do you want to go into the Enneagram 4 discussion? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Okay. So for a lot of our listeners... this seems yeah. very Enneagram 4. So if you're oh, into the yeah. Enneagram, it's okay if you're not. I'm I'm frequently on the fence on it myself, but... It's just so interesting because we have in our very close circles of friends some really fun Enneagram 4s. And it's just so funny seeing Harry Styles and the choices he's making seem to align <laughs> like so well with that just in like the nicest, like healthiest way. So I think the like cornerstones of the Enneagram 4 are extremely true to yourself mm -hmm. and like a deep need for personal expression and the ability to like feel emotions really deeply and they aren't like afraid of that and expressing emotions really well. Mm -hmm. And um, there's one more, I think connecting with other people is an element of it. Not afraid of like wallowing. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes they'll just think about like a sad memory, but it, it'll be kind of like nostalgic 
it won't be like, oh, that horrible thing happened to me. It'll be like, yeah, it was horrible, but like, I'm going to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. It makes them a good friend because they're okay sitting in that. So like, if you're having a hard time, you can bring that to them and they're not like stressed out or overwhelmed by it. They're like, okay. And I feel like we see so many of those things in Harry. So like, obviously <laughs> the personal expression, the deep need for creative expression, that's extremely unique. Um, what are some examples of that? Would you say? <laughs> um, painted nails rings the pearl necklace he's got the going on he wore that it. somehow totally works i don't <laughs> understand it i'm like i can't even pull off a pearl necklace and you look amazing he's wearing if you put it like if you were to put these things apart his outfit you would be like oh these don't go together but on yeah. him somehow it does i can't even think it's maybe a little picture. bit bohemian but not mm -hmm. so like uh flowy more like eclectic maybe it's shop? like very tailored bohemian and yeah. what I was going to say earlier is it reminds me a lot, both style, like fashion-wise and musically, a lot of David Bowie. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, not androgynous, not as androgynous as David Bowie, but definitely not like, oh, I'm a He-Man, like, all leather, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he's willing to go into those spaces of, like, pastels. Like, I've been in love with, like, the shades of pink that he's been wearing lately, just because I love pink. Ooh. But he... um in all the pictures Sophia sent me on Pinterest, I'm like, I support this. <laughs> I'm very pro pink on you, Harry. Oh, yeah. um, and it's not necessarily pastel. It's more of like, kind of like a light bright, like not quite a muted bright. I don't know. It's brighter than a pastel, but it's really, really nice. Um, and then like painting your nails, experimenting with like a lot of seventies vibes as well. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. deep cut shirts, really, really wide male collars right that feels very 70s to me I don't know I just felt like some like lapels mm -hmm. um I don't know what they would be called on suit pants but like bootleg not bootleg flared boot cut <laughs> yeah flared or not flared, flared pants yeah. yeah like suits which and... is very Bowie like the deep V with flared pants that's like even some Mick Jagger vibes there mm -hmm. like the suit but it's like not too put together yeah exactly like the hair like even when his hair was long but now short too it's like yeah I've got cool hair but it's like it's like the no makeup makeup look. Yeah. Like it's done to look messy and yeah. so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and the deep cut, he has this like really cool tattoo of a butterfly right on his chest. Oh, I know. And so like the deep cut, next time look when I send you a deep cut shirt because you'll see. And he wears these necklaces. We know it will happen. I just, the pins will come again. Dude, there's this recent interview with him, now that you mentioned the pearl necklace, where he's wearing this like three strand or four strand pearl necklace that's like a grandma thing. And he has like, neon green and pink nail polish his rings that say hs and all the other rings you know and he's wearing like suspenders with a <laughs> yellow shirt and i'm like how does this look good but it does yeah and it like draws you to him and i think there isn't an air of like he's not pretentious it's yeah. like he's wearing obviously very expensive and very quirky clothes it kind of actually reminds me in a way of like maybe John Mayer. You know how John Mayer has a very mm -hmm. different, very different mm -hmm. but unique style mm -hmm. where he'll wear like weird things, but they express him. Exactly. John Mayer is a little pretentious, but he knows it. So yeah. it's kind of funny. It's his charm. <laughs> but like Harry Styles, it's like when you see him, you're just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I would wear that, you know? Yeah. It's inspiring. I think what's so, one of the many things that's awesome about people who are Enneagram for is it's really, really powerful to see someone so unapologetically expressing themselves mm -hmm. in a positive way. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, I'm just here. Like, I'm not imposing myself on you. I'm just being myself because I enjoy it. And I just love being me. And I love, like, showing the world what I have going on inside creatively. Yeah. And I think that's really beautiful for any personality to observe. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I could experiment more with like the colors that I'm wearing and like that would be super inspiring or even if it's not in fashion just seeing someone be so boldly themselves it's like oh my gosh like I really do think that is a quality of the Lord like being expressed like not that he's religious at all but like when people are just like mm -hmm. purely expressing themselves creatively and just like a way that is not imposing but like I'm just me and this mm -hmm. is my gift you can take it or leave it I'm <laughs> gonna enjoy it you can enjoy it if you want Woohoo! And they're just like purely happy being themselves. That is so powerful. And I think that just, to me, genuinely brings joy. And I think it can bring a lot of like freedom that's very life giving to people. So I didn't know that about yeah. you. I think that's really nice. Nice. Another thing I just thought of is so I have like pulled up on Pinterest 
while we're doing this, I have my laptop right here and so you might hear clicking noises, but <laughs> there's like someone wrote, you know, little like what, what it's like to be a four. And one of them is melancholy doesn't make me uncomfortable. And so but neither Vanessa and I, neither of us are fours. No. But we, like she said, we have a lot of friends who are and then celebrities who we've observed. <laughs> Side note, Kylo Ren is a four if you're interested. He's a <laughs> very, very unhealthy number four. <laughs> But look at his outfits. He wears oh like scarves, just I like know. his grandma. You know? So that's a whole separate podcast. Segment. <laughs> but he has anger issues because he's not healthy. But anyways, um, melancholy doesn't make me uncomfortable. And that just immediately makes me think of like two of the songs on the most recent album. Um, Cherry, the one about his ex-French girlfriend. And then uh, she's ex-French. She's, ex-French. <laughs> she's been ex-French. <laughs> she's been get out. I was like, no. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> oh, I excommunicated. That's from the Catholic Church. Um, I don't know what the word is. I guess exiled, yeah. Do the, what, what, I always Napoleon exiled. Oh, Alba. <laughs> Does Alba Alba. <laughs> Anyways, no offense, whatever your name is, we can't remember. <laughs> Sorry, French model. Is your name Coco? No. I don't remember, but anyways. Um... <laughs> That song, uh, Cherry, and then Falling. Falling is, you know, by golly, like the most beautiful song, I think, on the whole one. It starts kind of slow, but but it totally builds. And I was a little bit sad hearing this album because I was like, at first, because I was like, oh, no, like Harry Styles isn't using his Sign of the Times voice, I call it. Like his like, yeah, like he can sing so well, kind of like that very strong. I don't know, belting. I don't really know. The rock version. The rock version. The non-Broadway version. I don't know what to call it. I'm not that, you know, trained, but like whatever that is. And most of the songs were just like under the canyon moon, you know, like normalcy. And then you get to the middle of falling and he's like, I'm falling again. I'm falling. It's like just so beautiful. And he's using his bold voice. And there's this part in there. So this whole song is about being sad that he's not with someone anymore. Hmm. And there's this like iconic, you know, part in the bridge where he's like, I get the feeling you'll never need me again. And it's just like mm. so heartbreaking. But it's like, these are why we listen to songs, you know, like everybody mm. knows this, but it's good to remember, like that was such a painful thing for him. And he's literally like cutting himself open and showing the world. And you can apply this to your own life. Like if mm. you've broken up with someone, you can listen to it. But it's also as a fan, just to hear him, like, I feel like it would have been so easy to put a resentful, like mm. screw you kind of a breakup song. Even on Cherry, he's like, don't don't call him baby um I think that's cherry yeah (laughs) oh no is it I I don't know (laughs) but he's like I don't I can tell that you're at your best with the new person so they broke up Mm. because she started to like you know have a thing with someone else but he's like I can't even blame you like you look so much happier now and that's just so heartbreaking but even that sensitivity that he has like he's defying all these stereotypes of like a strong Mm. man you know like he amazes me he's still so manly very masculine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but and I think that makes him even more the kind of masculine we should be is like right. not afraid to express his emotions vulnerability very that, that's the word yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is it called when you hear your emotions <laughs> but to be vulnerable but and wear a pearl necklace but still make it a man thing yeah and it's just so cool everything he does I'm like wow no <laughs> you, you can tell I have such a little crush not such a little I have Quite a thing for him. It's awesome to have a role model of masculine vulnerability. I think that's really powerful. Or if you see it on a TV show now, they make a big deal out of it. Like, this is a vulnerable man. And it's like, he didn't have to say that he was. He just is He's just living that way. And I wonder who made him, you know, like, is that a conscious decision? I know he really loves his mom. Maybe he was just raised that way. I don't know. Maybe that's just who he is. Maybe he's not American. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's just uh, amazing. <laughs> Maybe he's not American. Who knows? He's a Brit. Yeah. Isn't he Northern? I think he's from Cheshire. Mm. <laughs> Which I can't do that accent. He's definitely Northern. He's Yeah. He has, he says like little. Oh yeah. That's not right. little. I don't know. Yeah. Any, any of our listeners from England, please help. We're, is that Northern? <laughs> Because the only thing we favorite. know about Northern is North and South. Or yeah. Robert Peel from Victoria. Yeah. So Robert Peel. Robert Peel. Victoria. Or, yeah, like North and Northern. South, the British one with um, 
Richard Armitage, Armitage, who's like the cotton mills, the north, <laughs> the north. Or I guess Game of Thrones. Um, I think Jon Snow is like from the north. Oh, really? That's what I've heard. I, I don't watch it. But no, I don't know anything about Jon Snow. Any more of these like Enneagram Four things you want to touch on? Ugh, I just love the the last one. It says right here is I often stop to ponder beauty in the world, and I think that's so true. True. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's he, and he really shares it too. Emotionally honest. Check. We already talked about that. I like this one on here. I'm looking for my ideal soulmate. Now, like, quick side note about the Enneagram. It is not like Myers-Briggs. It's very open-ended. Like, Mm. you can meet, you know, I can name, like, four number four, as we know right now. And they're very different people. Totally different. But then you can see these same general guidelines or qualities coming through. Right. Which is cool, but it's not, you know, maybe Harry Styles doesn't feel this way, but I would argue to say he does. And uh, Harry, if you're listening, yeah, I love you. (laughs) Sophia wants to put herself up for a a soulmate option. But um, no, you'll, (laughs) oh dear. Why am I embarrassed? He's not listening. (laughs) I'm like blushing. Maybe he is. Um, Anyways, uh, just like in his music, you can see like, I'm looking for the idea. It's like, Yes, his heart's been broken more than once, but he still, he learned something from it and he will always keep that memory and that person with him. But then it's like, he's still looking. And I feel like Mm. of all of them, you know, Liam and Louie both have sons. I think they both have children. As far as we know, you know, Harry and Niall and Zane don't. (laughs) But like, I just feel like Harry, you know, celebrity marriages seem really hard because you're under the spotlight. He might get married, he might not. But I feel like he is going to look for that person to, like, kind of maybe be amused. Mm. Or just, like, I could see him, like, loving the long term, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should we take a break? Sure. In case anyone was wondering, since we kept talking about Harry Styles being in Enneagram 4, which is what we think. Um, we thought you might want to know our Enneagram types because I know if I was listening to a podcast, I'd be so curious. So I am a six wing seven. I sure. am an eight wing seven. You are. So you our, our t- wings meet in the middle. <laughs> and we can fly. <laughs> no, yes. You didn't tell me. Yeah. What the heck? Okay. So one thing we thought would be fun to do mm-hmm. is on a show that we both really like called Schooled. Um, they had an episode about boy bands and they were just making fun of how all boy bands in the 90s followed the same formula. So like it was set by New Kids on the Block and then in sync, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees all followed like the formula of who got to be in the band. Um, and so we wanted to see how it would apply to One Direction. So what they said the formula was, was every band has A, the dreamboat who is, like, super hot and the only one who goes on to have, like, a successful solo career. Mm-hmm. Um, be the bad boy. And it was so funny because they're like, yeah, he wears, like, rings and he just, like, has an attitude and always has, like, unnecessarily weird facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the shy guy who's, like, super sensitive and Aww. is just, like, all emotionally available. <laughs> and then um, the random older guy who, in sync definitely had and I don't know I'm sure new kids on the block too and so um yeah that's kind of the formula so that only had four members and One Direction has five but we're gonna go through and with (laughs) Sophia's expertise try and figure out like who fits into who Mm -hmm. so yeah I definitely think so let's start with the dreamboat and this one is up for debate because nowadays I would definitely say of all of them if we had never seen them when they were like cute and young and only knew them as like our age now, I would, the obvious choice is Harry in my opinion. Right. Like he's a total babe. He's very self-confident, which I think is really attractive. Mm -hmm. And he puts himself out there and like his style choices are really great. I don't know. He's definitely living like kind of the hot rocker. And he's also just straight up a handsome guy. Like he has a beautiful smile, eyes, his jawline, his like bone structure. He's been blessed, you know, like, (laughs) Like, the other guys are cute all in their own way, but I think Harry's just, like, classically, like, the high cheekbone, blah, blah, the whole thing. Very beautiful man. And another, like, hallmark of the dreamboat was that they go on to have a solo career. Yeah. A very successful The Justin Timberlake of the yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah. Can I even name the other members? No, but Justin Timberlake, yes. Yeah. And he was, like, you know, the cutie. Yeah. yeah. He was. He still is? Maybe. 
Yeah, in his own way. <laughs> What's the next one? Nice. So the next one is the bad boy. This one we definitely agree on and have strong feelings about. Three, two, one. Zane. <laughs> the obvious choice is Zane. Just because, well, I mean, definitely the weird facial hair thing. I feel like even when they were little, he always had like some little. form of scruff, which I always thought was weird because I'm like, aren't you like 16? I don't know. Just a hairy guy, I guess. It seemed too young to be so invested in manscaping, but I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> he does manscape his does. eyebrows. and He clearly loves it. Like he loves having unique shaped sideburns and like goatees. And I don't even like this band and I know that about him. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He has like... A lot of the guys have tattoos, but, you know, he has, or early on they did, but he has, like, kind of the gnarly ones. I don't know. It just, he always usually wears black. Mm-hmm. Just kind of got the bad boy. He's like, no, I don't want to go on a roller coaster. Yeah. You know, like, he's like, ooh, edgy. <laughs> like, he doesn't like getting sick to himself. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he just seems like the outsider. The outsider. If they were trying to fit them into a formula of, like, who was supposed to be who. Although I feel like... A little bit, Liam might also have had like a bad boy side to him. I don't know why. I think on his new album, as an adult, he's trying to like be like, I'm bad. There's like, yeah, where was it? There was a picture of him that we just saw where it's him like leaning on a chair, showing off his muscles and his tattoos. And I was like, okay, (laughs) like, yeah. We, we know you started in one direction. <laughs> I guess with Zane, you actually believe that he's, like, this, like, conflicted, like, internally tortured, like, soul who's just, like, trying to express himself in the world. And, like, I feel like so many quote-unquote bad boys, that's how girls often, like, fantasize about them. Like, oh, I could redeem him. Like, yeah. he's just that way because of, like, his pain. You know, and so I think with Zane, that's probably actually true. He definitely seems to have just kind of the hardest time. Poor guy. And poor guy. So... <laughs> I believe it for him. Whereas for... I say Liam is like the dad of the group. Oh, really? Like in (laughs) interviews, he's very responsible when they were still a band. Like he's always like answering the questions responsibly. Whereas Harry and Louis will like make some stupid joke. And then Zayn won't say anything. And Niall will just be like, butterfly. (laughs) Whereas Liam... That was a good accent. Thank you. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you. I feel like Liam was always in my opinion like right boys and they're all like right like i'll be the chipmunks like they're all like yeah like he i don't know if he brought that if he took that on himself or if they asked him to kind of be like the pr of the group but i feel like he is well in the roller coaster video is he the one asking them the question yeah oh and he's trying to sway zane to come and he's asking all the questions and yeah louis and harry louis style and sin is the fans semi-creepily call them their bromance is like, you know, the two goofballs of the group. Even in their like video diaries from the X Factor days, they were always goofing off. Whereas I definitely feel like Liam has that like responsibility. How cute. Older brother feeling. Yeah, he must be an oldest sibling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we have the shy guy. Again, another very obvious choice. So in the show, they were saying the shy guy is like all sensitive and he always has like the po- widest possible frosted tips, etc. <laughs> And so, in this case, it's obviously Niall. Niall. He even has, you know, the dyed blonde hair. Yeah. I wish he had kept the blonde. Now he's doing, like, a slightly, slightly red-brown. Mm. And I'm like, okay, it looks nice, but come on. Like, we yeah. need a platinum blonde hero in our lives. <laughs> like, please. But I think he's trying to be older. And... But, yeah, he's... looking at his face, he seems super cute and innocent. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> exactly. Like, like I said in the song, when he's like, want to take you home, I was like, to do a puzzle? To like, play like, checkers. <laughs> yeah, just to cuddle, you know. Which, is, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, We're very pro-cuddling. Yeah, we're pro, yeah. But it was just cute. And also, he was the last one to get a tattoo. Oh, how cute. Actually, I don't even know if he has. He's got to have had one now. But yeah. I know he. everyone else had him and he didn't. Oh, that's he, adorable. He doesn't have a child. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so Niall, definitely the sweet, shy Niall. guy. And he's got the accent. Yeah. <laughs> There's this video of him. I don't know the context. If you're a One Direction fan, if you're a Directioner, please fill me in on what the context is. But it's a video of him. From what I can gather, it's an inside joke in the fandom, but I don't know it. And I feel like no one can explain it to me. Someone sees Niall Horan out their window, and they yell at him. It's so funny. They're like... Hey, and so he comes over to the window, like, say hi. And it's like, of, like, a car? Yeah, it's, like, late at night in front of, like, a Taco Bell or something. 
in a parking lot. It looked like it had been raining. And then they're just like, ah! and they just like yell in his face. <laughs> what? But then he like kind of looks startled and he pauses. And then he's like in his Irish accent, he's like, You're right. <laughs> it's just so funny. But he's like, You're right. <laughs> and he looks so like genuinely disturbed and concerned. Are you okay? Yeah, he's like, What's wrong? <laughs> it's so cute. That's adorable. <laughs> That's really sweet. Okay. It's very funny. 100% confirmation on Niall. <laughs> now, the last one that they listed on the show was the random older dude. So technically, Louis is the oldest. Okay. But I feel like he acts, I wouldn't have guessed it because he acts younger. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going back to my dad thing where I think that Liam's like the dad of the group. Nice. So I think, I don't know, I, there definitely isn't like the creepy older guy. Yeah. The one that's like significantly older and you're like, wait, who are you again? Yeah. So where does Louis fit if you had to put him into one of the four? Oh my gosh. Mm. Or, like, if you were going to give him, like, a very generic stereotype <laughs> for, like, a formulaic. Um, boat neck wearing, striped shirt. He does always wear stripes. He does always wear a striped boat neck shirt. I don't know why. Wow. It's his thing. When you find a look, man. If it ain't broke. Um, I guess he's also slightly sensitive. But I don't think, unfortunately, he'll ever have as big a career as Harry Styles. Mm. Even comparing their albums. Just a different style. I don't know. I don't know music. Like, I don't know how to express what I'm feeling. But, like. So, they, all five of them have come out with new music in the last year. Is that right? Uh, maybe last two or three years. Two or three years. Okay. Yeah. So, they're all still working and they're trying to all pursue their own solo careers. Yeah. Besides Zane, who has had a big hit with the cover of. (laughs) Uh, a whole new world. A whole new world <laughs> for the new live animation or live action Aladdin. Oh, uh, is it yeah. fair to say that Harry is the most successful right now? Yes, but Louis, it's still hard to say because he just had his debut album. It oh, just came really? out. He's never, he's only done like singles. Oh, and then Liam's new album is straight up trash. Everyone can agree. Niall is still so cute. He's definitely like, I'm older now. I'm going to like sing about partying and like spending the night. Is he the one that sings slow hand? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and when I sang it, I was like, oh, you sweetheart. Like, cute. you're cutie. But like, he has the dark hair. He wears like white suits and like, like tuxedos, you know, like that kind of thing. I'm happy for him. I think his music definitely sounds like someone else wrote it. Yeah. For him to sing. One of his songs. It's like, nice to meet you. Where you been? Let me pour you a drink. I'm like, okay. Is he Irish? Yeah. <laughs> that seems really Irish. Let's go to the pub. <laughs> oh, no. That's but, super cute. But it is, it, so he's still holding on to that image of like, I'm just a really good guy. Because even slow hands, like, it's very sexual. Yeah. But it's like very intimate. It's not like. Damn, girl. Not like a one-night stand. <laughs> yeah. He's like, like, let's, let's make love. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, let's start a life. No, in one of his newer songs, it is about the girl, like, leaving the next day. But actually, he's like, come back. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, never mind. <laughs> so, he's Niall's like, going I got hard. your number tattooed on me in ink, I swear. That's, like, the lyrics oh. of the song. <laughs> so cute. He'll get a tattoo for her. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> At 38 years old, he gets his first tattoo of a girl's oh, no. So Niall's really sticking hard, even in his yeah. adult solo career, to the very pure, innocent image, which is really sweet. It like, he's trying to push the envelope, but he's staying true to himself, Be which I respect are. more than anything, right? I would rather yeah. he be, like, true to himself, maybe more timid about, like, yeah, sex sells, whatever, but, like, doing it in his own really sweet, pure way than being, yeah. like... The other one that just came out that you were telling me about. I can't Liam. remember if it was Louis or Liam. Yeah, oh, Liam. Liam. Where Liam, Sophie was explaining, his new album is, like, basically just, like, top 40. It's, like, you took everything that you think would make a good top 40 song and, like, put it in a blender and, like, pour it out. And you're, like, okay, this is it. And they weren't trying to make anything innovative. They were literally just trying to be, like, let's make money. It wasn't telling a real story from your heart or your experiences. It was just, like, party. And it's, like, okay. And, like, there was, like, objectification of women. Like, things (laughs) are just really stereotypical. And so he's, maybe he's trying to push the envelope or trying to stay relevant. 
And so, like, if Niall's having someone else write his music, okay, that's fine. But at least he's staying, like, true to himself. And even if it's not groundbreaking, like, it's really nice. Whereas mm-hmm. maybe for Liam, they're trying to stay relevant, but it's just coming off gross. How would you describe it? I don't, uh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't know. I think my dream for Liam would be that he goes back to his X Factor roots and that he releases one day, kind of like Brett Eldridge, the country singer, did. I I hope that he will do like a Sinatra kind of thing. I oh, want him. Is that what he was imagine? for on the show? Like, no, is that remember he's he saying like "Cry Me a River"? Sounded beautiful. I thought he was "Cry Me a River" by Justin Timberlake no! this whole time. No, wait, what? That's the beauty of it. He's saying like, "No, you say you're sorry. You say you cried the whole night through." Oh, that and it was beautiful and like for a sixteen-year-old, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, so you're we're hoping for like a long term redemption arc for Liam. I want he's not doing badly. He just I want him to get back with Cheryl. I want him to find true love. He's trying his best, but I think he can do better. Oh yeah. But, you know, we don't know what's going on. But I I really want him to release like a Sinatra esque album. I would buy it. Dude. Show off your preach. real talent. You can actually sing. Hmm. You actually can. Yeah. So see, I didn't I know, know that because I don't know anything about One Direction. <laughs> So this is really good news. I'm yeah. happy for him. No, we're going to look up his audition. Episodes. So we think, okay, our our vote for Liam is that he pulls a full Brett Eldridge and just releases like a really nice classics yeah. jazz standards album kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Because I think he has the pipes to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, Zane is kind of doing R&B, which is okay. I just, I don't like him. Like I said, I'm not a fan. Plus after he left the band <laughs> so I didn't really listen but yeah he did I wanted to make a joke about like he made he wrote this really amazing song called a whole new world but we didn't <laughs> no yeah he did like a cover of an Elvis song just like everyone else did um he's putting himself out there he's definitely trying to do the sexy thing now yeah he really is you know what he reminds me of right now in this phase of his life hmm. he is exactly to me like Nick Jonas was when he was in his like Still get jealous. I remember that song. <laughs> it was so nondescript. I don't even remember it. But his jealous oh, face. yeah. Where he's like, I'm my own person. I'm exploring my feelings. And, like, you're really <laughs> young, so your feelings are, like, maybe not. You know what I mean? Like, he's still figuring himself out. Yeah. And I fully hope for the full Nick Jonas evolution for him. You know, we're not giving up on you, Zane. You have, you're just different from the rest and that's okay he seems like introverted and like mm-hmm. he has his own like struggles yeah that's why he reminds me of nick at that time like he's trying to figure stuff out for himself yeah and trying to like define more who he is that's he why if he gets be. on the reunion no <laughs> <laughs> hopefully and then last one really quickly would be louis we already kind of talked about but his new album his voice is just so cute you know what he reminds me of in the best way you know how sometimes people like look like animals or remind you of them he reminds me of a cute little mouse cute i can see it. like even the way he talks and okay that no that was not a good impression like <laughs> we can cut that the way he talks and like he's kind of just higher pitched and stuff it's like he's like a little Beatrix Potter Potter yeah creature. it's just so cute and especially knowing like the heartbreak he's been through with his family which is terribly sad like I like him even more after hearing about that I don't know yeah nice I can't say much more because it makes me sad but yeah so that would be kind of our analysis of like their solo careers. Yeah. What do you think? How their origins in the boy band formula compare and contrast with them as adult performers today. Yeah. And again, thanks Simon Cowell for all you've done because he literally like he created did this for them. them. Yeah. You did this to me, but in a good way. This would never have happened if it wasn't for him. What were you going to say? What do you... Yeah. Oh, if they ever get back together, all five of them... What do you think their tour will be like? Their concert. Like, I'm sure they'll sing the old hits. Yeah. But will they do solos? You know, like. That's such a good question. Well, I can only imagine. They'll be older. That the Jonas Brothers are a really good model for them in that as well. Because the Jonas Brothers tour right now, they have new original songs together. But they also feature, like, Joe's solo work, Nick's solo work, etc. Like, during the show. So I would hope for the same thing that like maybe they'll make like one new single altogether and then they can like sing the old 1D classics and then each of the five of them get to spotlight their like new work, you know? One of my favorite things in concerts is like when they sing someone else's song, when they do a cover of someone else's, like I said, like hairstyles, the Stevie Nicks a lot and stuff. 
but just like I just think that's so cool and cute to hear like if it's a great song it's gonna be great yeah through all time you know and like hearing other every celebrity does this at their concerts hearing them sing other people's songs is just magical like wow like this really is a good song like yeah. it's honestly kind of praising the song like the person who wrote it and blah blah so I'm hoping they It'd be cute. I'm trying to think, like, are they going to sing a boys to men song? Like, I don't know what they would do, but something that has enough parts. And it would be cute to hear them all together. That would be really nice. I mean, there's always a whole new world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed our little sister chat. (laughs) This has been very fun. This was so fun. Yeah. And a lot of, like, fun things came out as we were talking about it. I totally agree. Never a bad day discussing the great Harry Styles. (laughs) See you guys next time. Sing this song. Sing the best song ever. Oh, oh, oh.